This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. Taiwan's COVID-19 outbreak continues to spread, with another 109 deaths reported on Monday. Concern is growing over the pandemic's impact on children, not only for the rising number of deaths among children, but also because of unusual symptoms. Eric Gao has the details. Taiwan's COVID-19 death toll is climbing, and a number of the fatalities are children. So far, 10 children are confirmed to have died because of COVID infections. Many of them also suffered from acute encephalitis or brain inflammation. Taiwan has reported more cases of COVID-related child encephalitis than elsewhere in the world. The Central Epidemic Command Center says the reason for this is unknown, with theories about genetic or environmental factors. Encephalitis isn't the only concern. Some child patients have developed racking coughs. The child fatalities are raising issues beyond the medical. Local television presenter Anthony Guo is in hot water after posting online that, quote, so many children have died because of COVID-19. Taiwan's Premier Su Tsang has said Guo could be fined for spreading fake news about the pandemic. This, in turn, has triggered backlash from the opposition over freedom of speech and abuse of government authority. Guo has since taken down his post and released an apology and clarification, saying he only meant to highlight the child death issue. To prevent more deaths, health officials urge parents to get their children vaccinated as soon as possible. Piper Yu and Eric Gao for Taiwan Plus. Taiwan's legislature has passed a bill allowing the country's former president, Sun Shui-bian, to walk free from a charge of misappropriating public money. The bill has been controversial and there were scuffles as it was passed. Chen was accused of misusing presidential office funds while he was president from 2000 to 2008. The bill retroactively acquits Chen of liability for this. The ruling Democratic Progressive Party passed the bill with 57 votes in favor and 32 objections. The opposition Kuomintang tried to stop the vote by occupying the podium and throwing cups of water. In the process, they accidentally damaged a portrait of Sun Yat-sen, the founding father of the Republic of China. Chen is currently on medical parole after being convicted on other unrelated corruption charges. China's foreign minister met with his counterparts from 10 South Pacific nations today. Wang Yi's visit to Fiji is seen as a crucial gathering, which could have ramifications for the security in the region. While initial reports indicate that Beijing has failed to secure a sweeping new agreement with a host of Pacific nations, there are concerns it could see the birth of a new regional order edging out traditional partner Australia. Raiho Kilpatrick has the details. On a tiny fleck of land in the vast Pacific Ocean, a meeting whose ramifications may be felt around the world. On tour around the region, China's foreign minister Wang Yi will face 10 of his counterparts to promote a new vision for the South Pacific. One that aims to take a contentious security pact recently signed by China with the Solomon Islands across the region. The meeting, hosted online from the Fijian capital Suva, includes every Pacific Island nation with ties to China. 
while sparsely populated, it is a strategic region that covers millions of square kilometers of the world's largest ocean. U.S.-aligned Australia has long been the partner of choice here. Now, it is anxious about being pushed out by Beijing. But with a new prime minister recently elected in Australia, Canberra says it will redouble efforts to enhance its flagging relationship with its Pacific neighbours. Australia has put forward a comprehensive plan, uh, my government for the Pacific. Uh, that includes an Australia-Pacific Defence Training School. It includes increased support for maritime security. It includes an increase in our aid budget of over half a billion dollars, re-engaging on climate change, more permanent uh, migration from Pacific Island countries to Australia. Wang Yi's whirlwind trip has already seen him make new bilateral deals with Niue, Samoa and Kiribati, signing on to Beijing's Belt and Road Initiative and vowing to deepen ties. China maintained its intentions are peaceful, but said the same before advances into the Horn of Africa and the South China Sea later saw the development of military outposts. With the South Pacific now firmly in Beijing's sights, Canberra and its ally Washington are anxiously scanning the horizon for new threats. Chris Ma and Ryan Hill-Kilpatrick for Taiwan Plus. As mentioned, the Chinese foreign minister was hoping to sign a regional security deal, raising concerns that it could lead to a Chinese military presence in the region. To discuss the implications of this, I spoke with Roger Huang, lecturer in security and international relations at Macquarie University in Australia. This is a serious consideration for Australia's national and security interests because you've never had this kind of precedence of potential unfriendly powers establishing kind of a new hegemony almost, almost a Sino-centric order in the Pacific, uh, South Pacific Islands. The closest you have obviously was in uh, during World War II when Japanese established its military presence there. So one of this is kind of that historical, cultural memory of that brutal conflict uh, you know, with the Allies, Americans and Australians against the Japanese in the Solomon Islands itself. Why is Australia so worried about what China is doing in the South Pacific? If China is to uh, establish any sort of a military naval presence there, this is really uh, increase the capability of the Chinese uh, to, to survey to, uh, to form their intelligence capabilities against Australian kind of troop movements uh, as maritime presence, etc. And also importantly, this is a major uh, area of shipping, uh, shipping lane, shipping uh, routes. So again, if potentially there's any type of conflict or any kind of confrontation and uh, China has established uh, naval presence in the region, this could really isolate Australia from its uh, trading and also uh, strategic partners, especially the United States, uh, etc. How does Taiwan fit into this picture? Should Taiwan be alarmed? Taiwan used to have a number of diplomatic recognitions in the Pacific Island states. So if uh, more countries continue to recognize China over Taiwan, this would mean even in the United Nations, right, where you have even less member states that recognizes Taiwan and also voice and support Taiwan in any type of uh, voting um, in the General Assembly or elsewhere. Another key issue to, to consider is that if China is to establish a genuine military presence in the Solomon Islands in that, or in the Pacific Islands in general, this would be a fundamental reshifting 
of the U.S.-led alliance system that has been established um, since 1945 after the Second World War. So in many ways, when everyone likes to talk about status quo, especially uh, in relation to Taiwan, China is unilaterally changing the status quo. It is saying we no longer want or welcome U.S. kind of dominance in the region, and we want to become the the basically the the uh, new leader of the Indo-Pacific. And that this clearly will have grave consequences if it does happen for Taiwan, but as well as for all other allies of the United States. We start in Nepal for our roundup of some of the international news. Search and rescue teams in Nepal have recovered 14 out of 22 bodies that were on board a plane that went missing on Sunday. The Tara Air carrier lost contact 12 minutes after takeoff on a short local flight. It was carrying 19 passengers and three crew. Two German nationals, four Indians and 16 Nepali citizens were on the plane. Authorities believe the incident was caused by bad weather. The Nepali army was enlisted to help with the search efforts. Airplane accidents are common in Nepal, where the weather can change quickly and landing strips are in difficult mountain terrain. Taiwan's flag carrier, China Airlines, is offering the chance to own a piece of aviation history, a meal trolley from a retired jumbo jet. The airline is selling off 30 catering trolleys used on its Boeing 747s before the fleet was retired last year. Collectors can pick up one of the carts for around 1,000 US dollars. Some of the carts were used on the famous China Airlines flights to nowhere, with sightseers on the plane traveling a non-stop trip from Taiwan's to Japan's Fuji Mountain in 2021. South Korean cinema has scooped two of the big prizes at the 75th Cannes Film Festival. Best Director went to Park Chan-wook for the crime movie Decision to Leave. It's only the second time a Korean director has won the award after Im Kwon-tek in 2002. Song Kang-ho became the first South Korean to win Best Actor for his role in Broker, a Korean-language movie about baby adoption. Song shot to international fame with the movie Parasite, which won the Palme d'Or at Cannes in 2019. Thank you for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. Stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com.